Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. and wronger a show that is gangbusters in uganda i am the host with the most and if i ever go to uganda i will be treated as a god steve olivas dr steve and he is james getting held up and arrested at the airport the exploding unicorn breakwell and james man how are you doing today I am doing amazing because it's a big week for you. You're hopeful, and I am just so ready to rain on your parade. Oh, no. So many projects buttoning up this week at Rattlesnake Ranch. And I think, I think, James, we will be moving. The the linchpin of all of this is when we move our bed. And I Mm. believe it will be moved over the weekend. Interesting. So I always kind of viewed it as home is where your internet is. So until internet is switched to your <laughs> your new house, you're not really there. It's, you know, going without internet's like going without electricity or indoor plumbing. However, you have lower standards than I am. So I could see how yeah, it would yeah. just be your bed. So there's actually going to be a point in time when you are no longer sleeping in a garage where you are actually sleeping in the house where you have uh, spent all of your material wealth. Painstakingly spent all of our material wealth. Yes. <laughs> So projects that are wrapping this week, the last of the concrete is coming in and uh, we're getting a big ass porch on the back of the cabin. We're finishing up the sidewalks around the cabins and the garage needs a little ramp to get from the asphalt into the actual garage. That'll all be done. We are getting garage doors installed on Wednesday and garage door openers to go with the doors. And so we'll have like a secure place to put our stuff which means we can start moving. We have four storage lockers that are full of stuff, and we can start moving it into the garage and have Mrs. Steve go through it and burn it all to the ground. Like, we just didn't have time to throw stuff out. We move so darn fast. And uh, also, the back cabin is going to be finished out. We need uh, to jigger with the electricity a little, finish the back bedroom, and uh, cut a door in one of the walls. And then that will be done and livable. We have flooring, but that's not essential to get that one feeling like it's done. We also have a big gate a big iron gate at the road at the bottom of our driveway. And we're getting a gate opener and closer with a remote control so that we don't have to get out of the car and undo the padlock and take the chain off and then swing the gate open and then park the car on the backside, get out of the car, swing the gate shut, uh, put the chain back around it and then the padlock back on and then drive to the house every single time. We'll just click a button and the gate will be like open sesame and that will be that. And lastly, we got Mrs. Steve's girl, 21-year-old Shiloh from town, great worker. She has sanded by hand all of the cedar walls inside the big cabin. And this week, she will be uh, uh, sealing, like hand-painting, hand-brushing on sealant so that uh, the walls are sealed and the cedar will last forever. So that is all wrapping this week. I've got to put new brakes on my truck so that we can get it ship shape and it's able to stop not only itself, but a trailer if I push it. I'll do that tomorrow, Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday. 
And uh, I think that's it, man. It's exciting. This weekend, I got a basketball game to call on Saturday. But between Saturday or Sunday, we are going to get that dog on bed in Rattlesnake Ranch. I have so many questions, but I think chief no, among them. <laughs> your, your only question this, is, can I come help? This is where, it, well, of course I'm not going to. I, I can answer that right now. If you live next door to me, I would not help you move. <laughs> Actually, I take that back, because if, if you were moving away, maybe I would help you. I'd, like, toss your stuff in the dumpster to get you out of there faster. <laughs> but this gate, and this, this is the issue I always have with people who install fancy gates. Is the yeah. gate attached to a fence of any kind? Yes, is it? So your whole property yes. is ringed by a fence? Uh, three sides of it are, yeah. It's, so, a, uh, it's a barbed wire triple fence going around most of the property. The front has sort of an ornate, probably 600-pound gate. On, like, it's iron. It's mm -hmm. enormous. Yeah, it's uh, it's a work well, of art. I am yeah. I am impressed. I expected you to to say it was one of these freestanding decorative gates, and at that point, you're basically just <laughs> you're just depending on thieves to be lazy. It's like, well, I don't want to park my car at the start of your driveway and walk. But if you have if you have barbed wire around that, I guess you can probably count on a thief to, thief to not park and then walk three quarters of your property to find the opening, or you know, to possess you know basic wire cutters. So I will give you credit on that one. But this cabin has been there for what 10, 20 20 years something like 14. that 14 14 yeah. why was the seat why was the cedar walls not sealed in the first place uh there's a couple of very strange decisions that the previous owner made not just life choices that he made which i believe you and i have discussed in detail in previous episodes but just construction choices like he was obviously wealthy parts of the cabins are fabulous the gate is I don't know. He probably dropped 15 grand on that gate. It is, it's really cool. But then he does weird things like on the small cabin, there's just planks on the outside that touch the ground and they're all deteriorated now. There was nothing put on the exterior, like uh, wood walls to protect them. Hmm. And this, uh, the sealant too, it's just like raw cedar that make up the walls of the cabin. So I don't have any idea why those weren't sealed. It wasn't like they were, and it's just worn off over 14 years. You can sort of scratch your finger on any of the walls, and it is raw wood. It's it's real cedar. You know, he probably spent the rest of his money for finishes on all the lube, so that probably is where that went. He just exhausted <laughs> the budget at the end, and you, you certainly know how that goes. You have all these grand plans. Now, it's going to be, I, I think the most exciting part of this is throwing away stuff. You've, you've hauled it with you from your giant house to the garage, and now you're going to haul it all the way to this property, and after taking it to three different locations, it's just going to get tossed. Are you actually going to get another garbage truck, or are you going to be country folk now and just burn it? Uh, we Well, uh, we bought a burn barrel, and uh, I was surprised at how inexpensive a burn barrel is at the co-op, James. But I think I have uh, access to three pretty big dumpsters here at my office and my giant truck, so I'll just start throwing stuff in the back of the truck and bringing it up here with me when I come to the office using one of the dumpsters here. I've got a recommendation. Don't oh, don't All right. This is going to make your life a million times easier. Yeah. Don't check what's in the boxes. After you get your <laughs> basic stuff in the house, enough that you've lived in the house for a month or two reasonably comfortably, you've got your silverware and your clothes and things like that. If there's a box that you haven't opened since you left your other house, just start picking them at random and tossing them. 
and you'll never know what's gone. Yeah. And here's what you do. Here's what you do. At the very end, after you've thrown away like 50 boxes, you keep like three boxes and they'll be like Schrodinger's boxes. So you can never, you won't (laughs) feel bad that you've thrown away something you need because it's possible you still have it. And as long as you never, ever check, you could. So you'll have the emotional levity of having gotten rid of most of your stuff without that separation anxiety because it's theoretically possible that you still have it wow yeah a great schrodinger's cat reference (laughs) b great perfect parallel with that metaphor and see, I like the concept. I do, because wow. I'm fairly certain that's how Mrs. Steve treats most of my stuff. <laughs> it could be there. It could not be there. It's just she's got that plausible deniability. That's, that's really what you need. So, that, well, I'm, I'm glad you approve of this idea. I should write a new book like uh, Marie Kondo, except it's, it's faster because you're just going to be lazier. You just never check what you're getting rid of. Yeah. Well, if I do, because I hold such strong emotional attachments to everything that I own, James, mm-hmm. except for this podcast, obviously, that uh, I would have a hard time. I would be bereft to throw stuff away. And Mrs. Steve plows through like Sherman March into the ocean. Like it is a, just she salts the earth after she throws my stuff away. Do you do your own laundry, James, or does Lola do the laundry? I do the laundry for me and the kids. She does not trust me to do the laundry for herself, which is good. So I guess I, we can dive into laundry in a moment because this is a fascinating and contentious topic. Oh. But please go where you were going first. Oh, my whole point is I don't know. Well, because Lola doesn't do the laundry, you don't find that like underpants and your favorite T-shirts and socks start disappearing over time. You, I'm sure, protect your own like cool stuff when you do your laundry i'll find things missing and uh mrs steve is like yeah i have no idea what you're talking about but it's gone (laughs) forever that is uh i i love that she's decisive and also vague that is that is a killer combination there (laughs) i've uh but all of the stuff in the storage that is mine i'm sure will be treated with similar Uh, indifference on her part on uh, laundry there is a vigorous internet debate right now about whether you should separate lights and darks and all of this and the whole thing is only old people separate them or only young people separate and they go back and forth and lola makes the kids separate the clothes and the lights and darks like that's there's got that contribution and i've tried to tell her you know don't bother but i can't actually say don't bother because I just run them all on exactly the same setting. I just toss them all in there together, turn it on, and uh, pull it out, toss it in the dryer. And I've been doing this for months. And since she doesn't see me do it, she can't prove it one way or another. By the time she sees it, it's all folded and in the kids' drawers. So I have that plausible deniability again. But it's not like she can point to it and say, these are these are clearly the detrimental effects of, of doing the laundry this way or that. It just doesn't matter. So uh, if you're out there separating your laundry, I am definitely in the camp of don't bother, sep- uh, don't bother separating it. Uh, heck, maybe you don't even bother washing it. Maybe maybe none of it's doing any good. <laughs> Just turn it inside yes. out and get another use out of it. Exactly. I, this is day six on these clothes for me. Like, what the hell? Yeah, Mrs. Steve has like a step-by-step guide of how to go through the washing process for each category of clothing mm-hmm. of hers. And uh, when I do her laundry, which she is now forbidden, similar, <laughs> I think, for the Breakwell household, 
that uh, it's same thing. Like, do you want them washed? Because you won't know the difference. Yes. It's going to smell like the fabric softener. It's going through the wash cycle, and it will be folded in your drawer. Like, as long as you're not standing over my shoulder with your arms folded, tapping your foot, this will get done. But she can't stand knowing that I'm not doing it exactly right. Why do our wives insist on making life so difficult and complicated? If we did a scientific no test, idea. if we put two shirts washed in the two different methods up against each other, they could not tell the difference. And you you and I know this, but yet if they witness us doing it wrong, it will be a huge deal. It will it will be a thing, a thing that we don't want to deal with, but it will definitely be there. So now I have to make sure I only do the laundry uh, when she is out of the house for my ease and her sanity. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I believe I've had that exact argument, too, that you won't be able to tell the difference. And then her only comeback is, yeah, I will. And then I say, <laughs> you're being childish. And she said, no, you are. And then I say, you just made my point. And then she storms off and I'm in trouble. Yes, and you always lose the debate. That is also key. See, the difference yeah. is I always win my arguments. But, you know, the, the anger is still there. I just, in my head, I've won. So you just, you declare victory <laughs> and retreat. I, I have not lost an argument in my entire life, even when I'm wrong. And our podcast is proof of that. Uh, well, it sounds like you and I line up. We couldn't even debate this in the old format of Wrong and Wrong or with the Guam Quarter of Fate because we both do laundry exactly the same way. You know what? I think maybe all men everywhere do and then maybe like a certain percentage of women. I think that that's my theory. I don't know if there are any guys out there separating out laundry into different methods of their own free will. I think any men who are doing that are doing so under duress. That is my controversial take for this podcast. It's like peeing in the shower. Every man does nope, and a percentage nope. of women do. <laughs> and yet some, like James Breakwell, will deny it publicly, but privately. I know you've texted me, you've emailed me, <laughs> you've private messaged me, you've said, yeah, I pee. Like I literally, I sort of, I helicoptered all over the wall sometimes because I'm just that guy. But on this podcast, you have to deny it. I don't know why. It's a weird quirk of yours, James. But you know, there's, there's no real news anymore. It's just news agencies writing news stories about violence. Yeah. TikToks, and one of those viral TikToks <laughs> was from a doctor not that long ago who explained oh. why you shouldn't pee in the shower. And they said, yes. if you associate hot water with needing to pee, you are training your bladder to give you a sense of urgency every time you hit hot water. So you should not pee in the shower. It is a psychosomatic thing. This has been attested to by a doctor in a viral TikTok, which as we know, is more reliable than the Harvard Medical Journal. So you lose. <laughs> The Harvard Medical Journal, by the way, in their September 2017 issue, talked about the necessity of peeing in the shower <laughs> for human survival. I, I don't know if you know that. It's, uh, there was a New England Journal of Medicine that the article kind of started with theories and hypotheses, and then Harvard kind of solidified the whole thing. So I'm here to save your life, James, and to confirm that your peeing in the shower nightly, and you know I'm right, is actually healthy for you. Well, I think we uh, that might have been our highest rated podcast of all time or close to it. It was it was definitely up there, uh, mainly because everybody was tuning in to see how wrong you were. But I was kind of, I was genuinely <laughs> shocked that there was anybody on your side. I thought it was just going to be you <laughs> and a few other, uh, you know, incorrigible people just uh, 
on the fringes of society, but apparently there are actual people out there holding down jobs, seemingly leading respectable lives who are peeing in the shower, and that's upsetting. I mean, you just had some high contractor who you had to threaten within an inch of his life to put up that tile in Rattlesnake Ranch, and now that it's there, you're telling me you're going to pee on his masterpiece? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, funny thing is, I thought about this after you and I spoke on this show last week when I said I peed. I did like a ceremonial first pee in the toilet when the toilet got hooked up and I will never pee indoors again. That's not true. (laughs) I thought about it afterwards that I will be peeing in the shower and outdoors. Those are going to be my two preferred spots. And the toilet is, as far as I'm concerned, just a decorative piece at this point. I love the idea that like in the middle of the football game, you really have to pee. And so you just walk in and turn on the shower. and get in come back out drenched but it's very very practical very easy to use i just hope i get my sweatpants down in time or else (laughs) well hell you're not gonna be able to tell one way or the other i mean that's true yeah yeah it's like peeing in a lake if you got swim trunks on nobody knows one way or another so i am uh i am a fan of lake peeing i will i will go there because okay i was gonna ask because you can't i mean like Water travel is so slow that you basically, you'd have to hold it for like two hours to get back to shore. And it's just, it's impossible. (laughs) Now, do you pee in swimming pools, James? Absolutely not. That is a monstrous thing to ask. I pee where the fishes pee. There's already urine in that. So, and and you just hope the body of water is big enough that it dilutes it. Cause you know, the 10 people around you are all peeing in the water too. You just, (laughs) you pray, you just pray that none of that lake water makes it in your mouth. Well, you got to be fairly certain that at least half the people around you in a swimming pool are peeing in it. And so why not, when in Rome, do what the Romans shall do? Who would do that? I know my kids, for a fact, they ask me at the pool to take them to the bathroom because I have raised them to be civilized human beings. And they would never, (laughs) ever, ever pee in the pool. And they will never, ever, ever pee in the shower because that's where their sisters stand. And that just sets off a war that you can't win. Uh, none of your children pee in the shower. Is that what you're telling me? Not a one. I raised them right. We have standards. And if they start doing that, they can go live outside with the animals. I like that one of the standards they're establishing early is we shall lie to our father. Like that will pay dividends long into their adulthood lives. And I just want you to prepare yourself for when you start realizing there are some inconsistencies in the stories you're being told. They are going to have the bladder control of the gods. They'll be able to stick their hands (laughs) in scalding water and not have the slightest urge to pee. Meanwhile, you will see like lukewarm water from across the room and practically wet yourself. So that's that those we're just going in two opposite directions as a family here. I don't see how what the doctor said is true except for how often are you in warm water? Like it's only when you're showering, right? Like I don't take a bath, you don't take a bath. Swimming pools aren't warm, lakes aren't warm. Whenever do you immerse yourself in warm water other than when you are in the shower and give in to the luxury of being able to pee where you stand? You cross paths with warm water all kinds of times. You drink coffee like an addict. And I'm sure that I'm sure you that's what he meant. I am sure he means lots of things, but I'm going to jump to the coffee because that's the easiest one that comes to mind. But like, uh, you know, one that, that maybe not as common, but definitely could happen. The old stick your hand in a bowl of water trick at a sleepover. You'd be the guy peeing his pants. I'd be the guy with the iron bladder. Not a chance. Not a chance anything would slip out.
Let me just ask you if you can remember the last sleepover that you had where somebody would have nefariously stuck your hand in a bowl of warm water. You're implying that I trust my wife. I have to be on guard at all times. <laughs> you know what? I don't know that she wants to risk you whizzing in her bed. So I think she can be as trustworthy as her level of discomfort with you peeing on her. Yeah, but someday she's going to find out how I do the laundry and then all bets are off. And she'll make me she'll try to make me pee and then she'll make me wash the sheets. That's that would be her plan for revenge, but <laughs> She's not going to get to that point because I don't pee in the shower, so I am immune to warm water. I see. I see. You have, uh, let's see, what was it, bladder of the gods? Yes. I, I believe the gods do have excellent bladder control, unless you're one of those people who believe that rain is when they pee, in which case their bladder control is perhaps not the greatest. <laughs> well, it's been raining a lot here lately, so you do the math on that one, James Breakwell. But no, warm water and me equals pee. And I'm fine with that equation because I'm only in warm water when I'm in the shower. Do you have a septic system out there or do you have like a 90 mile long sewer line? <laughs> it's funny. We have a 90 mile long water line, which, of course, I mentioned got broken. But no, we have septic. Gotcha. So you uh, everything you pee out, you get to keep. It belongs to you forever and ever. But oh, what? wait, your, your shower water doesn't go into the septic, though, does it? I don't, boy, I think it does. What? It's Man, even, I've never had septic before, so you're asking the wrong guy. Seems I don't know. like that would fill up super fast. Well, it doesn't stay in the septic tank. It, it, uh, it, it goes like through osmosis into the ground. It goes downhill and something. I'd, it, we have to get it picked or peaked, P-I-Q. And uh, I, I don't know what it all means. I'm hoping that the septic tanks work even though we haven't really tested them because we haven't lived there yet. But judging by everything else in the houses, there's going to be some problem with the septic, and we're going to need to fix it. I Fix it or nuke it from orbit. Like, you have, you have not had to deal with minor repairs at any point in this. Every, yeah. Everything that's gone wrong has been catastrophically wrong and yeah. required the most yeah. expensive fix possible. So I don't see why this would be any yeah. different. My guess would be that when you, you know, you took those 150 acres and cemented the entire thing, you probably accidentally covered up the septic system. It's probably not exactly where you thought it was, and you'll have all kinds of problems from that. But congrats on moving into your country parking lot. <laughs> we don't have that much concrete, but damn, is it expensive. Yeah. Yeah, we just have, we have the garage, two, like, decks, patios, and, like, a two-and-a-half-foot sidewalk around each cabin. That's, like, 25 grand for that concrete. It's absurd. Man, I need to get into the concrete business. Maybe that's where yeah, the money's right? at. Just, let, me, let me tell you, writing books doesn't pay that well. That's, uh, man, concrete. I hey, but we, by the way, we haven't plugged your books in a while, and your newsletter this week listed all of the books and where to find them. It is coming to be that time of year, stocking stuffer time. Why, give yourself a quick pitch, James, because I'm sure nobody has any idea that you've written books. I'm confident I've never mentioned it before in my life, and now you mentioned book. <laughs> now you write books as well, so now we've got to, we're going to have to spend like 20 minutes plugging things. So I've, if you want to pre-order and get one just after Christmas, which is just as good as buying it for Christmas, you can buy the 
Chosen 12. That's my first sci-fi, sci-fi novel. I actually got a review in Publishers Weekly for that. They have ignored every other book I've written. And all of a sudden, yeah, out of nowhere, you, yeah, they, they put out a glowing review. They like the book. I was like, holy cow, where did this come from? And then I had to come on here and talk to you. So I went from that real emotional high down low. But other than wow. that, <laughs> I've got some other books. You're book- going to get the bends. Yeah. yeah. I've got some books that are actually out that you can buy right now. Perfect for Christmas. We've got... Uh, Let's see here if I can list them all in order. Only Dead on the Inside, A Parent's Guide to Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse. That's a mashup of a parenting guide and a zombie survival guide, obviously essential for the Christmas season. There's Bare Minimum Parenting, <laughs> The Ultimate Guide to Not Quite Ruining Your Child. Teaches you that, you know, lazy parenting is best parenting. It's actually better for you. That one, That's the one that actually contains the most real parenting advice somehow. Also a very funny book. Uh, then there is How to Survive Ostrich Attacks, Accidental Time Travel, and anything else that might happen on an average Tuesday. That is the spiritual successor to Only Dead on the Inside. Rather than having one funny scenario for the whole book, it's a bunch of different, smaller, funny scenarios for 200 pages. Then there's Prance Like Nobody's Watching, a guided journal for exploding unicorns. That's a book for kids. You, Me and Steve, every day, we, or not every day, once a week, sadly, we get on here together and we find the humor in the world around us, mostly at each other's expense. Uh, this book teaches your kid to do the same thing in a, but in a much nicer way. You don't need a Steve. You can just look at your own life and and, and find the you humor. Don't need a yeah. Steve. No, nobody needs a Steve. And then, of course, there is How to Be a Man, whatever that means. Lessons of Modern Masculinity from a Questionable Source. That is the funniest stories from my first 35 years of life. It's kind of memoirish, very funny. One chapter that might make you cry. Not that Steve would know anything about it. He has dutifully, I think, bought all of my books, but he's also dutifully not read a single one. So good on him. Don't for, know where they are. Yeah, you, you did the important part. You did the part that gets me money. After that, I don't care what happens. So good on you, but you now have a book that you need to plug. Oh, uh, my book is written with a dairy farmer. It's called An Industry Worth Fighting For, and it's got some funny parts, and it's not a humor book, but it talks about where your dairy products come from. Where does your food come from? A lot of people think, well, down at the buy-in bag, and that where the yeah the food fairy comes and waves <laughs> a magic wand, and there it is. But the state of farming these days is kind of tenuous in the U.S., and so this talks about where where's milk and all the dairy products associated with milk come from. What's a day in the life of a cow like? What's a day in the life of your milk like? It is fascinating how fast they are able through distribution chains to get it from the cow's udder to your table. Fascinating what dairy farming is all about. It's informative. It's funny. It's uh, and uh, it's a uh, and it, it's not a hard read. Like this isn't like deep with information and uh, research and stuff. It's from the point of view of a farmer and industry worth fighting for. And I, I highly recommend it. It's really a cool read and a good book. Steve, Steve, Steve. When we found yeah, out yeah. you wrote it, nobody was afraid that book was going to be deep. Okay, you you do not need to reassure what? us of that. <laughs> I know words and stuff. <laughs> Debatable. Why don't you use those words to get us out of here? Well, get all the stocking stuffers on Amazon and make sure that Breakwell's next renovation goes just as horrifically as <laughs> mine has so far. But until we meet again next week as we're getting deeper into the winter, closer to Christmas, and ah, all of the heartwarming stories that will follow, stay tuned. This is Steve Olivas in the meantime. Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell and anywhere you can find an elf and or a shelf saying thanks for watching thanks for listening hit that subscribe button tell a friend and remember as always two wrongs can make a right